Good morning. I'm speaking today with state climatologist Luigi Romolo. Good morning, Luigi. Good morning, Emily. So I've had this question on my mind as we've had so many uh, big storms lately here through the metro at the very least. Uh, I want to know how does a cloud get to the point, since clouds are made of water vapor, how do they get to the point where they're saturated and then rain happens? Right. So we don't actually see clouds until they do become the the moisture in the air uh, actually does become saturated. And so what happens is at saturation, the water vapor in the air condenses. And uh, that's what we see as clouds, that white fluffy stuff in the sky. And so how clouds are formed is really dependent upon uh whether or not the air is stable or unstable. And so, as you know, um, when you go from the ground up, the air temperature decreases with increasing altitude. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we see this. That's why mountaintops have snow on them. Um, <laughs> and it's colder as you move away from the surface. The rate at which that air cools is called the environmental lapse rate. And it can vary from location to location from as low as three degrees Celsius per kilometer of altitude to as high as 12 or 13 degrees Celsius per uh, kilometer of, of altitude. And, uh, so, uh, an, an air, an air parcel, uh, now I want you to imagine a balloon without the actual rubber part around it. So just a little air parcel. So the air around that air parcel is either what we call stable or unstable. Unstable air is where the environmental lapse rate is higher than another lapse rate, which is called the dry adiabatic lapse rate. That one is pretty steady at about 10 degrees Celsius per kilometer. So if the ELR or the environmental lapse rate is greater than that, then the air is called unstable and that air parcel will almost constantly be warmer than the air around it, and that'll cause it to rise. Now, now, as that air parcel rises, it has moisture within it. As it rises, it's also going to expand because air pressure also decreases with increasing um, altitude. And so as that uh, air parcel rises, it's going to cool and expand and get bigger, and colder and bigger and colder, and eventually um, its relative humidity is going to start to rise. The relative humidity rises because as the parcel gets colder, its ability to maintain moisture is decreased. So because it already has some moisture and that's not going to change as it, as it rises, the moisture does get spread apart because the parcel's expanding. But um, its relative humidity is going to rise, and eventually it's going to reach an altitude where its relative humidity is 100%. That altitude is called the lifting condensation level, and the temperature at which that occurs is the dew point, and that's where all the moisture in the air parcel is going to condense and form a cloud. Now, if at that point... Um, the environmental lapse rate is greater than 
what we call the saturated lapse rate or the moist adiabatic lapse rate, which is about six and a half degrees Celsius per kilometer, it's going to continue to rise. And, and, and that's where we get these vertical clouds, like cumulonimbus clouds. Uh, otherwise, uh, you might just get these puffy, um, cumulus clouds that, that kind of look like marshmallows in the sky. But you can actually see, and this is one of the reasons I switched from being a physics major to a meteorology major, is because you can actually see the science in the sky. And I don't know if you've ever looked up at the sky and seen clouds, um, and they have flat bottoms. Yes. Yes. So that flat bottom is representative of what we, what we call the lifting condensation level. So you can actually see, um, you know, because everything below that, the air wouldn't be saturated, the, the moisture wouldn't condense, and so you wouldn't actually see the cloud until that point, and that's why the clouds are uh, flat on the bottom, some of them. Um, yeah. there's, there's a whole, you know, two-hour lecture in there somewhere to explain <laughs> why we have clouds that aren't flat-bottomed, but um, and that's because of a whole another lecture but um yeah so so that's basically how they form and uh um it really depends on this uh uh topic of stability whether the air is unstable or stable and again unstable is where the environmental lapse rate is greater than the dry adiabatic lapse rate and Unstable uh, is when it's lower. When I see those flat bottom clouds that you were just referring to, it always, to me, or often can feel like th there's weight there. And, you know, it seems heavy. It seems, makes the sky seem heavy. It certainly does, yeah. And um, I've always uh, had the great fortune of going to elementary schools to talk about science. And... <laughs> Uh, one of the questions that people or young children will often ask me is, uh, why do clouds float if they have tons of water in them? <laughs> and so uh, I have to get into a discussion of water droplets. Now, the water droplets in the cloud are very, very tiny. So they're not quite microscopic, but they're they're very, very tiny. And so um, it isn't until these droplets start to coalesce and form bigger droplets, and then those bigger droplets coalesce, and eventually gravity can't hold them anymore, and it falls as precipitation. Wow. So the air just, it rises, if, like if it's, if the air, uh, is warmer than the air around it. And this can happen in a huge parking lot or if you've ever flown in a plane and seen these fallowed fields that are just dark soil. Yes. What happens is because they're darker, they absorb more of the solar radiation. Um, no different than if you go outside with a black shirt or a white shirt on, you're going to feel hotter with the black shirt on. And... So that air above that dark surface is going to start getting warmer than the air around it, and it's going to start to rise as it rise. And it's like a hot; it works just like a hot air balloon. You put heat in there, and it starts to rise. And as it rises, it's going to expand and cool, and eventually, all the moisture in that air parcel is going to condense into what we call clouds. Well, there's a lot of clouds out there now, and uh, what's the rest of the week looking like for us, Luigi? Looks like 
we're at least going to have some partly cloudy days for the rest of the week. Um, highs are going to be, you know, in the mid to upper 80s, and lows are going to be in around the mid 70s or lower 70s. Um, not a lot of chance of precipitation for the rest of the week. Um, Thursday night looks like it might be a good opportunity if you're looking to spot Comet Neowise. Cool. Look for that uh, in the northern sky just before sunset or just before sunrise. Um, you might want to catch it now because it won't be back for like another seven or 8,000 years. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I'll move some things in my calendar. <laughs> yeah, apparently it already has a, a brighter... Uh, nature than Halley's Comet did back in the 80s. So I haven't been able to spot it yet, um, but uh, I haven't really been looking hard either. Okay. Well, Thursday night looks like it'll be the night to see that. That's awesome. Yeah, I might have some opportunities Saturday night or uh, early Sunday morning. Yeah, but it's going to be around for another couple of weeks at least. Wonderful. Well, we'll talk with you next week. State climatologist Luigi Romolo, thanks so much for the chat today. Thank you, Emily. My pleasure.